You're listening to the Bulldog Hour, getting you inside the Wilson football program with weekly game previews, recaps, highlights, and interviews. Now, here are your hosts, Joe Mays and Justin Raffoff. Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to the Bulldog Hour. I'm one of your hosts, Joe Mays, and sitting here next to me is my co-host, Justin Raffoff. Yeah, it's uh, good to be here. Crazy, crazy to think where we're at in the schedule. Yeah, it was a it was a great Friday. I'm excited a, to be here on Sunday. It was a great Friday. Saturday can disappear, but <laughs> Friday and Sunday, okay, all right, I'm, I'm down with Friday and Sunday. Yeah, it was good. It was so, good. Uh, it wasn't the, a perfect sports weekend, but it was a very strong sports weekend. Yeah, yeah, it was it was really solid. I mean, to, really solid. To be fair, anytime your team is in the World Series, you have to be happy about it, even if Game Two didn't go as we had hoped. Right, but a split, split in Houston, that was good. I, I do want to thank um, one of our main good. anonymous donors who has been with us since pretty early on. I don't know if it was back in season one, but it's been. It's been a while. Uh, they are a, a, a key contributor to the Bulldog Hour uh, to help us out here, and they uh, presented presented me with a rally towel from the playoffs uh, this past week. And I, I I was thinking I will definitely display that on the show, and then they said you have to display that on the show. Like, well, now that you said it, I definitely have to do it. It's even red. That works. Yeah, it works perfectly. So, but we're not here to talk about the Phillies. We're certainly not here to talk about the Astros. We are here to talk about the Wilson Bulldogs, who just wrapped up their regular season at a very respectable 8-2, and two, courtesy of a season finale, or regular season finale, victory over Manheim Township, which feels really good to say. Yeah, um, it, was, it was a big game. It was an exciting game, um, which no one is really surprised about that, you know, looking at the Township-Wilson matchups over the last near closing getting close to decade now you know like yeah um, like you start looking at those games and there's a lot of huge matchups and this one wasn't any different um you know we we we've talked at length about how it's not you know it wasn't for the section but it was a it was a big game nonetheless and um you know senior night for the blue streaks and just you know the momentum going into it um yeah, you know, one of the biggest games on the on the calendar uh, for both teams, and so it was great to go to Neffsville and and get that win, um, and hopefully use that as kind of like a springboard into into the District Three playoffs. Yeah, I, I like that you pointed out that we won at Neffsville because that's has been tough to do at times. It's yeah. not a place that anyone likes to go, but now Wilson hasn't lost. At Manheim Township since that 2017 season where Wilson actually lost there twice mm-hmm. uh, in the regular season. That snapped the LL section consecutive victory streak. And then once again, a few weeks later in the playoffs, there was a chance that we were going to have to suffer the same fate this year. If we lost on Friday, I'm fairly certain based on the way the power ratings came out and what I had predicted last week that should Wilson have lost Friday, we would be going back there in two weeks, but avoided. Don't have to do that now. Just have to go to Harrisburg. <laughs> That's it. All right. Yay. <laughs> There's no, no storylines or issues there. Right. So we'll get to that. We'll get to the Harrisburg Cougars, and that will be Wilson's opponent in the first round of the District 3 p- playoffs in 6A. The quarterfinals, though, if you recall, over the last month or so, we've been uh, trying to spread the news, and I know there are already some people that are like, wait, there's the game's not this week? No, it is not this coming Friday or Saturday. Remember, all the teams in District 3 6A have a bye this week. And that is so that the district champion better syncs up with the state playoffs. Right. The past two years, I believe the District 3 6A champion may have had a bye the, the, the week after this game. Yeah, or, yeah. It, or that's been that way. Maybe it wasn't the last two-year cycle. Maybe it was the previous But other teams cycle. have had byes. And, but yeah, so... Yeah. There was going to be a buy somewhere, and District 3 decided it best to delay the start of the playoffs in the largest classification and have everyone start 
the second weekend in November. So you are free to do what you want on November 4th or November 5th, that Friday, Saturday next week. No Wilson football. Not a lot of Burks football, actually, because no. uh, while the uh, while the Bulldogs are on a bye, a lot of the other Burks teams that qualify for the playoffs are also on a bye. Right. But that's because of the number of teams that enter uh, the district brackets in three, four, or five A. Right, and in five, Exeter, Wyoming, Twin Valley, all on a bye. Right, um, and is Exeter the two seed? Um, I don't know. I didn't look outside of six A, but I can pull it up right um, now. Why don't we do that? Because I, I just was going to be the one, but homework, then I, I, I so. thought I saw I thought I saw a post that was mentioning someone else as a one seed, but I, I could have it mixed. Is there up. someone else undefeated? Because it, I, 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 um, I'm not sure. It's, um, let's let me just. But pull then it up here. when we look at some of the things here, four, five, yeah, oh, Solanco, yeah, yes. right? I f- right. forgot about right. Solanco. Yes, yeah. So yeah, ten and ten and zero. Solanco has actually far and away better rating than Exeter does right. in terms of power rating. But and that's at, all because of it the is opponent. All, yeah. They're they, four, almost 14 points better, their opponent's winning power rating. Well, of the playoff teams in 5A, Exeter has the second worst opponent win percent, which, again, is not always your control. Right, no, you know, it's like, out of the control. And obviously, with Exeter's <clears throat> victory over Manheim Central, it proves that this isn't just a fluke. We also saw Exeter double no. up Hemfield, who's the number one seed right, in the 6A right. bracket. So I, Exeter is the two seed. I would consider them the favorite. I would consider them the favorite, a. yeah. Right. Honestly, um, Knowing these teams in 5A, I feel like it might very well be Solanco Exeter, though. Yes. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't want to sell Gettysburg short. I don't know too much about New Oxford. Right. I think Elizabethtown's pretty good this year, but I don't think they can match up with Exeter. And I believe they no. lost to Solanco already. Right. Yes, they did. So I, I definitely think this is this is a, a Exeter Solanco un, undefeated, which would be, I guess, 12 and 0 versus 12 and 0, I think. Uh, when it comes yeah, down to it. that would be so, a huge game. Big, big game. Um, but yeah, so you heard me say it. Hemfield is the number one in 6A. And oh, I'll just pull it up. Might as well, since I have it up here right now. We'll dive right into that before. And we're not going to preview these now, but I just will pull it up so that everyone can see. So Hemfield is the number one. Again, they leapfrog Central York, even though they have one less win, their opponent winning um powerpoints are 12 points higher than central york's very very high owpw for hemfield which had them leapfrog central york who they lost to right uh this season that is a uh, one of their one of hemfield's losses was to central york uh yeah i thought did they not did they not play they only play york william penn i thought i thought they lost to cumberland valley or was that township I thought they lost to Cumberland Valley and X. Well, you know what? It's a good thing this website shows us that. So if I, if I can find it, it's there we go. Yeah. 30 to 20. Oh, yeah. Week so three. It's it's one of those situations like a few years ago with Wilson and Township. Yeah. Where lost the head to head, but because of the power ranking. Well, you system, know what I was just about to say, get Justin. To, get to that. Speaking of teams in front of teams that, that, <laughs> that right. lost. Right. Um, so Hemfield's in front of Central York. Harrisburg beat Cumberland Valley. No, right. no issue there. Cumberland Valley also beat Manheim Township. Um, but yeah, Wilson is behind Manheim Township. 5-6. Yeah. I know people are upset about that, but like you can just look over here at the yeah. big issue. Uh, Wilson has the worst strength of schedule, essentially. Opponent of, winning of percentage. Of not only the the playoff teams, but every single team in six A except York For, Tech. Yeah, well, and we can attribute that to massively to down schools. years by Central Dolphin at right. three and seven, Governor Mifflin also I think three and seven, right. and Martin Luther King, right. who I think versus last year they actually won a few games this year, right? But it still that pulled us way down. So Roman Catholic going eight and two, sure that helped. But the right. other three being three and seven or worse, right? Even if they're five hundred or so, we're probably not that low in the opponent. We're still not that high, but we're not that low. But those teams having losing records, so right, I know games is here at helpful. the end of the season, Central Dolphin was down to 
the lower end of their depth chart at quarterback, which contributed to the Rams losing to rival CD East uh, in week nine in game nine. And that essentially sealed the deal for Wilson to not be able to climb out of the sixth seed. Right. Wilson was going to be the sixth seed, whether we beat Manheim Township or not, Wilson was going to be the six beating Manheim Township allowed um, forced Manheim Township to fall and Harrisburg to rise. And as a result of our victory over Manheim Township, we will now be going to Harrisburg instead of back to Manheim Township in the first round. That's huge for Manheim Township, though, because they lost a home game. Yes. On that on that loss. And Cumberland Valley gained a home game. <laughs> yeah, right. So uh, a lot happening, a lot going on. Pretty much went exactly as I expected. Uh, and my power ratings were almost identical to what's listed here. So, I mean, the teams were in this exact order, one to eight. Uh, I didn't. I didn't put that out publicly. Well, and I, how obviously about obviously Justin knew? <laughs> how about because of the switch, William Penn is going to play Central York back to back again, back to back. Yeah. And that and game was much closer than I expected it to be. And I, I had been saying that to some people who asked, like, what I thought was going to happen in that game, and I said, "Look, I think Central York's going to win." But if York can turn a game against anyone, I would include Wilson in it. Like if they can turn any game into a shootout, they have a shot and they've got the weapons to turn games into shootouts. They struggle to stop people, which yeah. they couldn't stop Central well, York. Well, I mean, we got um, but, Stoner and Jaheim White, the like right. quarterback running back duo, and they obviously have even more talent at right. wide receiver and along the offensive line. But like you said, they have struggled, struggled right. to stop people. Right. Um, actually, here, I'll pull up their scores as well. Um, yeah, you want to see some scoring. <laughs> so you can see, look at these wins here. Right. Uh, so in their losses to Woodland Hills and and Hempfield, right. they scored twenty eight and or excuse me twenty four and thirty two. Then they rattled off fifty four, fifty four, forty six, sixty six, forty and fifty two before scoring only thirty eight against Central right. York. But th- those scores, by and large, especially against the better teams, Woodland right. Hills, Hempfield, Carlisle, making the playoffs. Um, even Dallas Town, they gave up forty three to Dallas Town, thirty seven to Spring Grove, right, uh, and then forty three in the loss to Central York. So, right. a lot of talent there uh, in uh, in that Central York York Will and Penn game, which again, like Justin said, will be meeting for the second time in three weeks, and the only week they're not meeting is the bye week. Right. So it's interesting that we see something that time we've seen that happen recently in the NFL, in AFC right. or in divisional games. Like I remember one year, I think. The Dolphins and Jets played twice in three weeks, and the only one in between was a bye. So it's a it's a weird thing that happens, and it's happening again here. So District Three Six A, I mean, all all the districts are uh, locked into who makes the playoffs. So Hempfield will host Carlisle, Central York will host William Penn, will or Harrisburg will host our Bulldogs, and Cumberland Valley will host Manheim Township. So another. Uh, repeat matchup yeah. from this year coming valley manheim township so interesting those are the eight teams that made it and honestly i don't know I, I, much like last year i feel like this is anyone's field yeah anyone can win this right i i would i agree um it's tough harrisburg's two losses one came to manheim township um and one came to State College, who finished off an undefeated, undefeated, and is but one of the best teams. And in the while state. part of the mid pen and won the mid pen, right? <laughs> they won their conference in the mid pen, but they are not in District Three. Um, but look for a state run from them. Um, you know, they usually get that tough Whippeal matchup. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they they look really good. So like y- you have. You have a lot of stuff there, and like while Carlisle's at six and four, you know they they have had some close losses. They've had some, um, you know, that mid pen division even while down was still um, pretty pretty tough this year. Carlisle hung tough with York William Penn, right? Uh, just lost by a touchdown. Carlisle did not play well against Harrisburg, correct? Um, or the the one that stands out to me is that lost to Central Dolphin. That one just seems like yeah out there now maybe that was the beginning of the end for central dolphin because central dolphin finished poorly um but you know carlisle beat cumberland valley right so and they're on a three-game winning streak entering the playoffs carlisle is on a three-game winning streak and like i feel like they get to go to hempfield right like 
I, you know, Hemfield will be favored in that game, but like I, Carl, there are no teams here. Like some years, and less since they've gone to the higher classifications and had fewer teams and stuff like that. There's been less, but like I look at all eight of those teams. There's not one I'd be like, oh, that's who I want to play. You right, know what I mean? Right, like right. there are none of those in here. Where when you expand it a little bit, like you know, when 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 we look at five A, and some of this is due to. In 5A, there's two 10 and 0 teams, you know, right, like, right. but like they're clear in a way, like two favorites. And in my mind, one strong favorite in 5A. 6A is a little more or a lot more open, I feel like. Like yeah. I look at the 12A and there's some schools or not the 12A. 12, oh, it's just crazy. The 5A, those 12 teams, and there are teams on there that do not have a shot at winning the district title no. that, that made the playoffs. No. Um, so overall across districts, um, District three, that is single A. That should be steel highs to, they're gonna, to lose. They're going to smoke Fairfield. Yes. Um, semifinals: Anvil, Cleona, Camp Hill, and Delone Catholic Trinity. Um, Anvil, Cleona has a very real chance to win. Yeah. To win the two A title. Um, I fully expect Y missing to win the title in triple A, and it'll go through them. They will most likely play. I mean, it'll be Hamburg or Upper Dolphin. It would be fun if it's Hamburg to have a Burks yes. on Burks yes. uh, matchup between them. But they are probably on a collision course with Lancaster Catholic. Yeah. Um, and that'll be interesting. Both those teams entering uh, the, the championship at uh, probably 11. I guess they'd have to be 11-0 and 0 at that right. point. Um, in 4A, <sighs> wow. Um, yeah. McDevitt, Bishop McDevitt, Mannheim Central, and Lampeter Strasburg are all going to be all... All grouped in there, and it'll be interesting to see how that how that shakes out. But those are three heavyweights right there. Well, are LS's two losses to Mannheim Central and to Exeter? Yes, they are, I believe. Um, no. No, Solanco. And why missing is what I meant. Yeah. Sorry, I meant why missing yeah. from the game from Saturday. Right. So, um, and then 5A, again, I think it's probably going to be Solanco exeter Yeah. I, I, I think Exeter is going to win that game. But as we know from last year's 5A playoff results, anything can happen. Right. And uh, the last thing I want to point out here, because I know we want to move on and recap Manheim Township, and we were not previewing the game against Harrisburg yet. We've got a week here to uh, get ready for that. And uh, we might have some special guests join us next week to preview the entire 6A District 3 playoff field. So we're not going to talk much about the Cougars tonight. We'll save that for next (coughs) week. We're just gonna. Recap. Well, we won't have a game to recap next. We don't. Week, so right. Like, exactly. Yeah, we don't we have a game to recap. Dive into that preview uh, a little bit. More. We're going to recap Manheim Township here shortly, and then um, just pretty much wrap up the show. Maybe talk a little bit about how the season went um, as it stands. But just touching on the matchups coming up in the playoffs. The last thing I want to say about District Three and the power ratings is Central Dolphins' opponent winning strength of the schedule was an eighty point eight zero. No other team throughout all of District Three, any class, hit an OWPW of an eighty. Oh, and one of the teams that they played had to forfeit a game, not against them, but right. had actually won a game, I believe. I think, yeah, that they had to retroactively forfeit. So, like, it would have been higher, right? <laughs> so, Central Dolphin lost to Central York, number two seed in district playoffs. Lost to Wilson, number six seed in district playoffs. Lost to Coatesville, who had run the table but had to forfeit a game and is still a, a force to be reckoned with down in district one. They beat Chambersburg. They lost to state college and played them really tough. Yeah. But state college is the mid pen champion. The uh, common, I think that's the Commonwealth division, I, right? I think it is. Uh, and is undefeated and looking like a state contender. Uh, then they whipped Carlisle, the eight seed yep. in the district playoffs. They lost to Cumberland Valley. They beat Altoona. They, got hurt and things went haywire and they lost the CD East and then lost to Harrisburg. So that schedule was brutal for them. They're non-league of Central York, Wilson, Coatesville. Yes. Not seven, doing them any favors. Seven, six, eight qualifiers there. Right. Amongst who the finished teams. what? Well, if you don't, if, if you take away the forfeit, they, right. those three teams finished 27 and three. So 26 and four with the forfeit. Wow. So, yeah, uh, it was a tough year for Central Dolphin um, and d- directly impacted what, what right. uh, Wilson's power rating and seeding. So it's unfortunate, but that's the way it shakes out, and that's the system that uh, is in place, and we've had it for a long time. 
And everyone knows the pros and cons of it. I mean, well, right, it's benefited us. Some it, right, years. it's Kate. We've like, come out. It, on the it's top honestly of it benefited us more often than it's hurt us. Like this is the first time I really remember it hurting us. I feel like I, I didn't verify this, but this is has to be one of the lowest spots that Wilson started in a long time. Because uh, I, I know back in 2017 we jumped up all the way to the three. I feel like one of those years in 4A where we there were 16 teams. I thought we were pretty low. Well, we were five in 2011. Okay. Because that was the year that we had to go to Daniel Boone okay. uh, and Cumberland Valley. You remember that one? I, I do remember that one, yes. <laughs> um, but I'm trying to remember if where we were in 2018 when we had to go to Harrisburg. We, I don't, we, weren't, the, we weren't eight, right? That wasn't an 8-1 matchup, was it? I don't, I don't remember. Why not? You're supposed to know these things. Yeah, see, I'm not you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I forgot to check. But, I mean, Wilson's starting pretty low, six, but eight and two. And right. and uh, and starting as the six seed, so get a trip to Harrisburg on the docket. Be sure to travel um, because one, they have great food at the concession stands. They do. Two, uh, it's an incredible program that has unfortunately ended our season each of the last four years, directly not, or indirectly. So cool. uh, here's year five, t- a chance number five <laughs> to end that streak uh, coming up in two weeks. Also, they Fool got once. they have um, a new turf. New, new track, like new yeah. stadium um, layout and, des- and design, not the bleacher area. I don't think that was touched or touched honestly, much. But I honestly didn't really need it. The bleachers. No, really cool. Really I, I nice. love that you walk out of the school. Like it's right attached yeah, to the school. It's, the it's, visitor a nice, side. it's a nice setup. Um, but they got a new scoreboard last year. They got a new track uh, and new turf surface on the field. And I believe lights have been installed, though they haven't switched to playing on Friday nights yet. So not quite ready to roll with that. So the game at Harrisburg. Uh, in less than just under two weeks, will be Saturday afternoon. I believe the website lists it as 1 p.m. start, yeah. which in the past it started between 10 and 12. So I was a little surprised to see it as a 1 o'clock, but it will be 1 o'clock on Saturday, November 12th. So again, look on the bright side. I'll be excited to take pictures in the sunlight. Hopefully it's not raining. I was going <laughs> to say, I feel like you just you just wished a rainy afternoon on us. Oh, you know, well... Well, before we recap the Bantam Township game, let's take care of our uh, housekeeping here and thank our sponsors, primarily my dad and May's Sandwich Shop, presenting the show, as always, since day one back in 2015. Appreciate the support from my dad. And also these other Season 8 sponsors, Mike Drago and MikeDragoSports.com, The Hop Family, Andy Herr, and our six anonymous Donors, thank you very much. We really appreciate it. And we will be having a show. You heard me mention that. It will be next Sunday, which I believe is November 6th at 8.30. Uh, same time and place that you can find us always. Again, I think I'm going to try to get a guest or guests on here to preview the District 36A playoff field. Um, if not, you can count on Justin and I to be here. But that will be in one week's time as we... Uh, we look ahead to the playoff matchups and all the teams that made it and talk to people that have seen most of the teams that are in this field yeah. play at some point this year. If you're interested in help us out here, there's multiple ways you can do that. Sponsorships, advertising, in-kind donations. And please be sure to visit the website I did just recently uh, at a section for my pictures that I've taken since 2011. I just added a quick links to where they exist on Facebook or in Google Photos so that people looking for photos from the past can quickly get to them rather than having to go to Facebook and check the albums or the ones on Google. If you don't have it bookmarked, you'd have to go and find you know social media posts to have the link. So now I have them all on bulldoghour.com. You can go to the pictures tab. And uh, I, I started... I went in the way back machine, went back and started in 2011. I'm working my way up. Black so, and white photos. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. I uh, was still film. I was still <laughs> in the in the dark room. Uh, so you can go and check out. I think I have 2011 through maybe 2014 or 2015 done, but I'm, I'm periodically working on that. And now that our middle school football has wrapped, I'll have a little bit more time to do that. Um, so you can definitely check that out. And I also put link, uh, <coughs> links to pictures on there for all the other pictures I've done for Wilson events. Um, Girls soccer, field hockey, nice. boys and girls lacrosse, boys and girls basketball, track and field, softball, um, and even the stuff I've done for Brandywine and Why Missing. So 
All that is on bulldoghour.com. And finally, the last way you can help us out here is Justin's favorite thing to do. Yeah, like and share. Uh, spread the word. Um, you know, it, it's nice to hear from people when we're at the game. We, we heard some this week uh, from some people. I think, wait, I recognize those voices. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but th- things like that, uh, it's always fun for us to hear. Uh, and, you know, your feedback, if you like what you hear uh, or watch, uh, spread the word. Yeah, we were talking to some of the, our, our show supporters, and then someone else was like, oh, I know who you are. Yeah. Yeah, you know, that's us. She said, I like that she said, I recognize your voices. <laughs> right. that, that was the best part right. of that. Because, um, you know, clearly there's nothing going on here. So. Oh, 100%. <laughs> oh, that you, you know, when you listen to yourself, you're like, that's what I sound like? Yes, like, all uh, the time. I mean, I'm, I feel I'm, like I got, well... Teaching one got me over a little that, bit, of that, that made, but also that then it. teaching over the last few years where we were doing a lot more recording of things and nah, stuff. Yes, just I'm kind of numb to that. Now. You're over that. Huh? Oh yeah, it, yeah. It's moved. You moved past it. But I am. I am fully aware of it because I have that thing. I do not sound like <laughs> what I sound like in my head. No, um, I, I've had to move past it mostly because I listen for so much editing that I have to listen to myself talk all the time. I'm just like, who's this joker? <laughs> <laughs> My dad just called, did he call me or us? Probably, probably us. Probably us, yeah, <laughs> obnoxious. So uh, that is a uh, primary Bulldog Hour sponsor, Bill Mays, <laughs> calling us obnoxious. I feel the love. So with that said, let's uh, take, a, take a trip back to Friday night and go to Neffsville, where the Bulldogs Traveled to take on Mannheim Township, and I do have a game recap courtesy of Huddle. So let's see if I can get that to the screen properly so that you all can see that. Mannheim Township did uh, stream their game, which was nice because some of our road opponents this year did not do that, uh, Redding and Penn Manor. So thank you to Mannheim Township for doing that. So let's uh, let's roll this. Let's take check check it out and see what happens. So. Wilson, Mannheim Township, evenly matched teams coming in. Yeah. <laughs> Although, according to some chatter on the sidelines, not from Wilson people, they did not think it would be an evenly matched yeah, game. That was which a weird statement. Yeah, I was very caught off guard when I heard that. But And I don't know for sure which way they were thinking right, it, the right. outcome was going to go, but I can make some assumptions. Um, and if I'm making the correct assumptions, they were very surprised by the result right, then. right. So um, Wilson got things going and were able to move the ball on a couple of occasions, but came up with nothing with two red zone trips. Right. Uh, penalties stalled the first one. After being in the red zone, Wilson had to punt. And then the next one, they got sh- stopped on fourth and goal, this just is inches an short run. of the goal line. Um, so Manheim Township actually struck first, though. They yeah. scored uh, on the first drive. Yes. Uh, Wilson kicked off. Manheim Township methodically drove down the field. Uh, went up seven nothing. Wilson came back and was able to what we thought was tie the game, but then a township and penalty on the kick allowed Wilson to go for two, and Cam Jones busted in for two right. to make it eight seven, and that's where we'd stand at halftime. Right on that run we just saw from Cam, from my vantage point, I couldn't believe he stayed in bounds. I have no oh, idea was, how close to the sideline he it. was, but like right, I, so there you go. That's I, all we're getting. From it was that, so it was maybe crazy. I'll run that again. It was crazy to me. Like I was like, "Oh, this guy's going to at least force him out if Cam isn't able to cut back inside." Ooh, and the fact that he was able to stay in was was crazy. So you remind me, we just talked about this Friday night. The worst call I've ever seen. Yes, yes. I saw what's something one that may have topped it at the wide missing game yesterday. Oh, maybe it was the same guy. I I don't think it was. Okay. I don't think okay. it was. Okay. But. If you've watched this show, you know back was that the Cedar Crest game? I think it was the Cedar it Crest game. It was Cedar Crest game. Uh, there was a, a great pass from Tommy to Cam on the sideline, Wilson sideline, where Cam, Cam came down with not one but two feet in bounds with the ball. Great pitch and catch, awesome. Tosses the ball back into the field. Everyone's getting ready for the next play, and all of a sudden the the ref comes out of nowhere and signals incomplete. Right. I was in awe, like jaw dropped to the ground because it was so clear that it was a catch. That I could not believe he thought it was incomplete. Right. Yesterday at the Y missing game, there was a run similar to what Cam has done a few times. Right. And actually, Eddie or Mackay or someone who has gotten to the sideline kind of tightroped. Yeah. 
the thing is they didn't tightrope because they were a full six inches from the sideline. And he goes another 15 yards and there was blowing it dead. And I'm like, what, are, what are they blowing at? And Javen Williams is like, Oh no, come on, man. He wasn't out. And he wasn't out. Like it wasn't it even wasn't close. Cause I got pictures of it. Right. I, I don't have a picture of camps catch. That right, was really right. okay. I have pictures of, I, I don't remember which, uh, why I'm missing running back. It was, I have pictures of him being a good six inches from the sideline. That's how much grass you can see. I just don't understand because, like, you're looking right down the sideline. Well, you it, should be at least. It's not like if you have to make that call from the middle of the field. That that's right. that's a that's hard to see. Near impossible. Call. It was a Burke's crew. There were six, but like officials. Right. So looking straight down the line, and I get when it's close. When it's close, it's tough. You know, like especially if you've got white cleats and stuff. Like it can be tough. If you're inches from the sideline, it should not be that tough. Right. So speaking of, let's watch the highlights again since uh, they move really quickly here, only about a minute long. Yeah, but so a lot of ahead. big plays. And and Justin was talking them. They were coming um, from who else? Cam Jones. Right. 33-yard uh, run right here if you're watching us. Uh, great play. Uh, didn't get a flag for that uh, late hit. Right. Should have because he was a good four right. steps but out here, of bounds. This was a good one. You saw uh, Tommy make the reads. Yep. They they were dropped into good coverage, and so he took Tommy advantage of what they went, gave him. Right, got the touchdown, got yep. the two point conversion. I'm not sure. Yeah, I think it's just this is play this, again. <laughs> oh, it is. Okay, I was going to say, I was like, we're seeing this again. Yeah, right. So it's Tommy's touchdown again. Two point conversion by Cam. Eight seven. Right. Um. So now we're in the beginning of the third quarter, and this is a nice big <sighs> run by Cam Jones. Man, the, the line people cleared miss. out the, that side. Uh, and he he flipped field position. It, it was yeah. a huge run. Um, then this, this run, though. Later in the third quarter, t- like, game is tied 14-14. And this is where they were going right. to think. Like, oh. that's, that's me taking pictures right uh, yeah. there. And I was like, <laughs> oh, he's when he's not going to cut back inside this guy. But like you saw the guy standing on the sideline. He was in disbelief. I think he thought he was going to knock him out of bounds, too. Right. And he did not. And he didn't. Um, that was amazing. Now, to be fair... Um, there, I think it was Declan Clancy returned the favor, uh, after Cam got clipped by the ref yes, yes. on his, now he, he, he made a bunch of people miss too. They had a couple um, no disrespect guys, to, to Clancy, right. but, um, Cam they, got clipped by the ref. They so. had a couple guys have like nice game. Like you could see the talent on Mannheim Township and we talked about it, um, you know, prior to like our guys were, they knew what they were in for. They, they had high, well, like they they viewed Mannheim Township highly, right? Right, like well, they, they were viewing them as the best team they've played since Roman Catholic, right? Yeah, and you know it it was it was a big game, and they there is a lot of talent there, and man, um, that quarterback played really well. Um, you know, Wilson Wilson made things happen, and to be honest, like we didn't get all the bounces. You know, like oh we, no, deflect, two, two deflected, deflected pass, passes, yeah, right, two deflected passes, both for completions, and then you you still like in in a tight game to be able to still pull it out when little things like that matter so much, um, is is huge. So, um, it's exciting to be able to to see that uh, and to to be able to like stick with it and and you know like you had. A couple things where, oh, you know, you thought you were going to be here, and then next thing you know, Township's right back in it, and it's just, it was interesting. It, yeah, it, okay. it was it was a really sure. a lot of positives to see from the team from yeah. Friday night. So here's my view of Cam's side stepping tightrope oh, down the sideline. I mean, he's, honestly, this is essentially what the the Y missing one was like right. too. Right. Like he was clearly not out. Right. Um, the one Cam was. I don't one one of the Wilson returns touchdowns the other week was much closer than this one. Right, it may right. have been Cam's, I don't recall. Um, but yeah. I uh, think it was one of Eddie's. It might have been Eddie's. It might have been Eddie's. So but and another electric game from from Cam. Yeah. Um, everyone's yeah. prone to oh, expect man. it. He didn't have many opportunities two weeks ago against McCaskey to keep his streak alive of being yeah. the odd numbered game player of the week. Right. Um, and he could have had plenty even number game player of the right. weeks. Uh, we, we didn't allow that um, just to make sure that many of the other um, contributors to the Wilson football team get their uh, time in the spotlight. Um, but I feel like it's unavoidable this week to not have Mr. Jones as the player of the game yeah. because of his performance, um, which was electric. 
And um, I mean, really, what what else do you say? What do you have to say about Cam Jones? I know uh, Mike Drago had an article today that said Lancaster Lebanon League doesn't award an overall group. It's all broken down by sections. Right. However, he said, how can Cam Jones not be the overall player of the year uh, in the Lancaster Lebanon League? And I'm sure there's plenty of... Well, Burks and LL teams that would say, well, hold up. But he laid out a pretty good argument for why Cam should be well, the outstanding back of the year, essentially. Right. You, well, look at this game. Manheim Township did not kick it inside our 30-yard line on kickoffs when they have the ability to because of Cam Jones being back there. Um, they did not punt it inbounds. Or if they did, it was, like, short and off to the side and, you know, right. downed. Like, they were directional punting out of bounds. Um, on defense, when Cam started to travel, that changed Manheim Township's passing game completely, right? And they they basically didn't throw anymore to, um, and I forget the kid's name, uh, but their their receiver who had a really good start to the game and scored their first oh, touchdown, yeah. And then on offense, the Wilson offense ran through Cam. Literally, yeah. <laughs> um, oh, not, yeah. Not just we're, we're about to we're about like, to talk about everything that just uh, absolutely yeah. insane. Um, yeah. So so for for him, um, it was just it it was really good. It was really good. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was an, an epic performance. Uh, another great one from from Cam. He rushed. 24 times for 248 yards. He had two rushing touchdowns, one of them 54 yards. You should have seen all of those on the uh, all of those on the uh, the huddle highlights that we just went through. And uh, he just uh, he contributed in the passing game too. Uh, threw a touchdown <laughs> yeah, to uh, to touchdown. Nick Weitzel. Yes, on a, a who who little, got to make up for his one that got called that got back, called back, back a, couple a few weeks ago. Weeks, yep. So he's happy about that. We he to was, talk to him. He was very happy about that. Uh, but the, to, to wrap up uh, talking about Cam in this game and this season that he's had, uh, Mike Drago in his article mentions saying he's a do-it-all on offense athlete. He wasn't supposed to be the lead running back, but he's become that because of injuries. And he's close to being a thousand-yard rusher now. And right. hopefully with just, I think, 65 yards against Harrisburg, he'll hit the thousand-yard plateau with multiple games not getting that many carries. Right. So he does it as a running back. He's done it a bit as a receiver, though people thought it would be more as a receiver this year. He still has a touchdown reception. So he does it on offense. On defense, people don't even throw at him. No. And when they've thrown at him, it hasn't gone well. No. I wish we had charted every pass that has been attempted at Cam Jones and what the completion percentage is, because it, it can't be very much. Not many people have attacked him uh, outside of Roman Catholic in week one. And even then, I think they only completed two passes his way. Right. So he does it on defense. And then obviously special teams, kick returns, punt returns. He's only re attempted, what, six returns and he scored on five of them. Right. They're trying to get him the ball it's whatever way they since can. since he got a punt return. Right. When was Penn Manor the last one? I think so. And that was game seven. Right. So we've, we've run three games since then. Um, it's just, it, it was, it's amazing the season that, that he's had. So hopefully you can keep it going. And I know, uh, the team will be psyched to, uh, play the Cougars again, especially how they ended the season last year in the district championship game. So this one won't be for a trophy, but it will mean a lot to that locker room of, uh, Wilson players and coaches. So that's where we'll be going soon enough, but to finish up the Manheim township game, um, we talked about uh, Nick Weitzel receiving a touchdown pass from Cam Jones. Cam Jones wasn't the only one carrying the ball. Tommy Hunsiger had 14 carries for 64 yards in the touchdown that we saw multiple times as a result of the huddle huddle film. Cleveland Harding had four rushes for 18 yards. And Eddie Case uh, had two catches for 26 yards. Uh, defensively speaking, it was... A um, show by the linebackers this week at the top. It was Jackson Wagner with five tackles and Nick Krakona with a four. And Jackson, it was a big game because a lot of times he was on that on that backside and they would hit that like swing pass or something, and he was there to clean up 
and uh, keep that from going for big yards a lot of times. So, yeah, uh, big game from Jackson and from Nick, and then also from uh, a group of defenders in Rafael Fernandez, Nathan Capitano, Ryan McMillan, and Landon Farrell each also had four tackles, and McMillan and Isaiah Cassius had tackle for each had a half tackle for loss loss which was a sack so you know overall a a good performance by the defense they they settled in after getting blitzed a little bit in the early going they they had a tough time that first series but were able to stamp down and they gave up that one big run to clancy that that um tied the game but overall a pretty solid job by the defense and like uh, the coaches said afterwards, that was the best quarterback they've faced to date this year. They believe. Yeah, he he's real good. Uh, he's he was he was very good. Then um, they held him to under two hundred yards passing. He had a lot of attempts too. Right. So a very good job by uh, Coach Wolber's defense, uh, and and Coach Palm's offense put up twenty seven points. Yeah, which um, is a lot against Manheim Township this year. They didn't they didn't give up a lot. Of points in many games. So not only did Wilson score four times, but they rushed, they rushed for 326 yards against Manheim Township, uh, and it, and it's been rough going. I believe someone had said entering game ten, Manheim Township had only surrendered 700 rushing yards in the first nine weeks, right. and Wilson gave almost half half of half that. Of that Increase that by 50% one week. It's really hard this late in the um, season. Excellent performance by the offensive line, um, four of which are back next year, (laughs) which is always a good thing to point out to people. Uh, But, yeah, it's uh, getting a victory on the road at Nashville against a quality District 36A team uh, is nothing to sneeze at. So excellent job done by the players and the coaching staff and – I would say relax and take some time, but we all know that that's not going to happen. No. Um, the team will be busy at practice this week and next week leading up to the game against Harrisburg in the district quarterfinals uh, a week from Saturday, November 12th, 1 o'clock in Harrisburg. Uh, Justin, anything else to talk about from this game? No, I thought it was an awesome team effort. Um, you know, it, guys really stepped up. Um and and to see the team, like I said, when when some bounces didn't go their way, um, they were able to. It didn't really phase them at all. Like you know, there was no not even a lull really after some of those things. Um, you know, like when they got when they got called short on the on the QB sneak for the touchdown on fourth and goal, and then. You know, you have them backed up, and it's third and long, and they complete – well, fourth – no, they went for it on, on third but because yeah. the, they wouldn't have gone for it on fourth that deep. But to for them to get the first down and kind of get the ball out, but then Wilson came up with a stop later in that drive. You know, like just – there were things – there was no like, oh, man, you know, hangover from the not getting the touchdown right. to then them getting out when we thought we had them pinned deep and they were – because – yeah, my thought at that time was, oh man, if we can force them to punt here from right. from their end zone, like, yeah. what are they going to do? Are right. like, will they still directionally punt it, you know, to like the twenty yard line, or will they let the kid just kick it and take their chances? I, I don't know what you do there, but I was really interested in finding out what they were going to do. Alas, um, didn't happen. But it didn't happen, right? But we got to stop later in that drive and got the ball back. Like there was, there were a couple times where. Not that I would expect them to hang their heads, but like you just see high school teams sometimes like get frustrated, get, down, get or frustrated, or down on themselves, and they didn't, and that is huge. That's really important because I know it gets preached all the time, and it's so cliche, which is why it's preached all the time, and you hear it so often. It is so important to move on from a play, good or bad, to the next play. You you need to get that next play and win that play and then win the next play and the next one. But like you have to focus on that play, the one before, whether you did it, whether it went perfect or whether it went horribly wrong has to be done. And I thought Wilson did a really good job of that on Friday night. And that helps contribute to the team, everyone doing their job and getting things done and getting that big win. 
All right. So the last thing about the game against the Blue Streaks, we're going to uh, listen to some players. We talked with uh, three senior players following the game. Uh, it was Nick Ricona, Nick Weitzel, and Nate Capitano. All right. Joining us post game here after Wilson's victory over Mannheim Township. Got a, a three seniors with us. Guys, how's it feel to end the regular season? Your senior season on top of the Blue Streaks, 27 21. It was great. Amazing. It was amazing. It was great. We have momentum now going into districts. It's awesome. Now, we haven't gotten to talk to you guys uh, in a bit. We haven't done interviews in a bit. But what was it like after the loss to Hempfield in the locker room with your teammates? What did you do to keep the team focused or to refocus for the next few weeks? I mean, that loss hurt. It hurt a lot. It hit our souls, really. So we just had to like, collect ourselves, get back out, we need to get our next goal. Yeah, I think we we're also just a tad bit more focused at practice. You know, everything we were doing, even a little things, a block, a tackle, just we just were focused a little bit more. So we got our momentum going. And now, like I said, we're in districts now. We're going to keep the momentum going. I know after that game, we were alive. A lot more motivated to step it up, step up the game. I think we had a pin man the next week. You uh, can tell by the scores, we absolutely dominated them. So we really wanted to go back out there and get our uh, get back pretty much. Yeah, the three of you are big time players on defense, but one of you got in the end zone tonight. Nick, <laughs> how did that feel? <laughs> At first, I thought it was called back. So I was so like, really? I. Again, <laughs> right? again, again. again. Yep. We got called back, and I was like, no way this just happened again. <laughs> what they call it, death ball, and I was like, wow. Yeah, that's amazing. So you Especially got playing defense team. a lot, I'm just like, it feels weird to score Well, it was a great play call. It had me confused for a bit, but then got you trapped in the end zone. Excellent. Uh, that was a huge play. Um, but, I mean, defensively, guys, you know, we heard right at the end of the huddle there with uh, Coach Doms talking about how you just saw the best quarterback that you might see this entire year. Uh, and, and he chipped away a little bit, but you guys held him under 200. Uh, what was the defensive game plan? What, what was Coach Walver's message to you going to this game, knowing how dynamic uh, he, he is? We knew uh, right off the bat they're a passing team. They said, I think they said they were going to pass about 80% of the time. So but right away, we knew that we had to get our backers uh, out to the outside and play the hitches, play the short game. Uh, DBs, we knew that we had to lock down the receivers just because they had a lot of taller guys. So we played a, a lot of uh, make sure like to pretty much lock down as much as possible. And on the D-line side, we decided to get up the ball hard and hustle to wherever the screens would go, wherever the pass would go, and just hustle. Yeah, like Captain was saying, big emphasis was trying to make contact the receivers, slow them down so that he can make a quick decision. All right, guys. Well, we don't want to keep you from your uh, late dinner and to get home and hopefully watch the Phillies in a comeback victory. So appreciate you guys taking a moment with us. Congratulations. Eight and two finished your regular season, but I know there's big things on the horizon and we'll get to talk to you hopefully in two weeks as you guys got to buy to uh, take some time off and to hear maybe have a special breakfast next weekend. So, <laughs> congratulations, guys, again, and uh, good luck. Thank you. All right, so we're thankful for those guys joining us after the game to talk about the victory over Manheim Township and talk a little bit, you know, inside Wilson football of what was going on at practice and expectations and everything these last few weeks. We didn't talk to them after the McCaskey game. There's a lot going on for that, and uh, we didn't want to uh, – to waste time uh, on, you know, we don't always talk to the players. So it's nice right. when we get to, right. uh, if there's extenuating circumstances that don't allow us to. So it was nice to talk to the three of them. Yeah, it was, uh, it was good to hear from, as soon as they broke the huddle and we we're like, you know, talking who we're going to get and see Nick, he was, he was really excited about the game. All the guys were like, that was a big win. And to get through the 10 wins, um, or the 10 games, let's hope for 10 or more wins. That would be awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, like it, it's one, one of those big milestones down. It, it's crazy. Um, but yeah, now it, I know we'll, we'll preview next time, but man, you, you shift gears. It's a, it's a whole different ball game now. Yeah. Now it's literally win or go home. So yeah. this could be the end of, of your football season right. is abrupt. Right. And you have to continue to win to keep playing, and that's uh, that's where we're at. So, uh, thanks. Someone, to those someone guys. was asking me because not all high school sports are like that, and it's right. the nature of the sport. Many of those sports you play multiple games a week and things like right. that. So I was like, "Well, where do they have to place in districts in order to make states?" Nope. So I was like, "They have to win districts." They have to win like, districts. What? 
I'm like, yeah. So I was like, only the winner moves on. And they were like, whoa. I'm like, yeah, it's, it's, uh, not it's intentional, a different way, segue to right. something I wasn't even going to bring up right. because it's very tangentially related to Wilson. But I don't know if you follow uh, on Twitter PA football history. Yes. And I've seen so you kind of going. With so it, he's, so. he and I have got pretty close because we both love, uh, <laughs> football history, Pennsylvania high school football history. Obviously, specifically me here, Wilson and Burks and LL, but definitely full on with the Bulldogs as I try to, you know, archive and document as much of this as I can. So I've gotten close with the uh, owner of that account and he decided he wanted to do kind of like a what if type scenario of what if Pennsylvania high school football used the playoff function or format from other states around the nation. And right. he starts is starting with Illinois. And it's really, really interesting. It's so I don't I, I, I don't know if it would involve I guess it would be it would start immediately after week ten. Especially right. when your regular season's over, you're in the state playoffs. There's no districts. He just you just <coughs> jump right in. Uh, and it's really interesting because they don't so you have classifications in the regular season. But they get thrown out once you get to the playoffs, and they just take the top 30, what would it be, 32? Yeah, 32. I'm trying to think of what the numbers work right. out that every team plays. There's no buy. Okay. And it was in the 30s. So, yeah, I was like, yeah. it's the 36, it 30, no, it's 32. Yeah. Yep. So they take, it would be six classifications of 32 teams. Uh-huh. You might not play in 6A but have to play in the 6A because it goes by enrollment of all those teams that make the playoffs. So like okay. every team is ranked. Okay. You know, for in Pennsylvania it would be like 1 to like almost 600. Right. Then they take six classifications would be what? 216 teams? Is that quick math? Is that 36 times 6? I think yeah. it's 216. So yeah. you the top 216 teams make the playoffs. Then they break it each down equally by 6. Right, so, so they the take top, like the top sixth of the teams yes. by enrollment would be in the top, and that may be all six A teams. It may be some six and some five. It may be all of six, all of five, and a few four. It just depends on what was wow. the highest ranked team. Wow, uh, it's really interesting. Obviously, this is just all for fun. It's all hypothetical. It's the right. Illinois based system, but it's also not broken down by region. So you could have a team from Erie so, playing so like, a team right, from Philadelphia. Right. You could have like. Roman Catholic play McDowell, McDowell in the first. Yep. Oh my. And that's God. how they do it in Illinois. And a guy, now, do they play home games or do they play neutral site games? They play home games. <laughs> oh yeah. My they, gosh. A, a guy ch- chimed in that I believe is native to Pennsylvania, but may have gone to school out in Illinois. Well, and you know covered what would be interesting. Some of the games. Um. Oh, uh, the Wellers. The yeah. Wellers yeah, lived there in you go. Illinois for before they yes before they came back here. Um. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I I should, I mean, we're just going to quickly go over. um, Let me see if he has it on the the website. We're just going to quickly go over some of the season stats. uh, So I can quickly pull this up. Well, that reminds me, and I know it's completely different and it is a whole different sport. So it's, it's very different, but like how there are some states that throw out the classifications completely for like the state tournament, like, um, like, Indiana with basketball. I know, don't know if they still do, but they used to. Like, it just everybody played everybody. Like, they took the top teams and, like, there you went. Like, um, you know, and it's again, it's very different when you have basketball. You know, like a few years ago, I think it was Kennedy Catholic from up near Erie had like four Division One players and was a single A school. Like, oh. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Here we go. Here we go. Here, yeah, here's 6A. So let me pull this up, and I'll, I'll pull it up on the stream, too, so everyone can see. Um, so this is 6A, and this is how – I'm moving the wrong one. Um, so State College would be the number one overall seed across the entire state, I believe. Um, wow. So there, there you have it. Now, Wilson is in here. Um, I feel like it's a f- fairly fair seating at number 13. Right. Um, and as you, you might be able to see here, I can pull this over here. As you can see, the Man, creator replied games. to me and said he's eagerly awaiting the episode of the Bulldog Hour where he breaks down Wilson versus CB South. So uh, <laughs> well, just I, I guess this at some is of his these, moment right here. Looking at some of these games, it would be really interesting. Like, 
Uh, Parkland Central York. That sounds like a fascinating matchup. I know Parkland's six and four, but um, it's Parkland. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. So if Wilson gets by CB South, they'd have to play the winner of Central York Parkland. You move right. on from that game and you play winner of Southern Springfield or North Allegheny Seneca Valley. So you're playing North Allegheny, <laughs> like most likely most yeah. of the time, uh, and it would be at North Allegheny, no matter unless Central York won that Which, area of the bracket. I know. Have you ever been there? Have you ever been to North Allegheny? No, I have not been to North Allegheny. It's uh, it's what you would think. So it's, it's what you would expect. The one thing I wanted to point out, though, here is if I just transferred over to the next part of the right, bracket, right. the other 16 team, the other half, uh, I was scanning through this. When I saw State College as the one, I was like, okay, well, here's the question. Where's St. Joe's prep? Oh, they would be in class 5A. For this playoff scenario, they wouldn't be in class six. Well, the enrollment isn't that big. Exactly. Wow. So remember, this is throwing all the districts together. Right. So this is, I would think, probably close to, if not all, six A schools in here, or it's every six A school that made it in the rankings, and then some five A schools. And St. Joe's Prep's not part of it. They're in the five A class for this. <laughs> so right away, I was like. Give it to me. I was like, show show it. Right. Um, I, let's see what happens. How cool would it be? So, yeah, but here, Cumberland Valley against McDowell. Going to McDowell right there. Right. Um, York, William Penn, Coatesville. Very wow, interesting yes. matchup. Uh, very cool. Manheim Township, Township, Hazleton. Hazleton's another big school. People don't realize how big Hazleton school is. It's, it's a big school. So, yeah, I just thought it was cool. Uh, the account, Downtown East Freedom, That's a that would be a big one. The account is... PA underscore FB underscore history on Twitter. Awesome, awesome stuff. And I just thought this was a cool thing to point out here yeah. uh, since we didn't have a game. Imagine to the chaos of organizing that. Hey, if wow. Illinois can do it, Pennsylvania can do it. Oh, yeah. Uh, he also was quick to say, trust me, PIAA is never changing anything ever. So everything you want to be done or can right, hope to be right. done is not changing. No. So we have to resort to these fun <laughs> right. what if scenarios. Uh, but it, I, th- I thought that was really cool. Yeah, that, that really is. Cool. That's so, awesome. All right. So last thing here before we go, just wanted to quickly go through the statistics from the season, uh, the regular season, 10 weeks. Uh, you can see average game score, 35 to 14 in favor of Wilson. Uh, so good offensive and defensive output for the Bulldogs this year. And uh, just uh, scrolling down through to see if anything jumps out. Um, you can see w- Wilson's uh, best defensive quarter was the first quarter, but our best offensive quarter was the second quarter. And obviously the second half is generally skewed because in a lot of the games, uh, starters weren't in right. a- anymore. And some games, not even any of the second half. Right. Um, so, yeah. I don't, anything jump out to you, Justin? Uh, third down percentage, 45% for Wilson. 50% on fourth down. Seven out of 14 is not too bad. Fourth no, down. That's, that's pretty good. Um, I, I One thing I found interesting, uh, Wilson gave up less than a sack per game, which that, is awesome. That's really good. But also sacked less than a sack per game. Yeah. Not as good. Right. So um, that's one thing I think focus on improvement for these playoff games. Got to pressure the quarterback. Got to make sacks yeah. behind the or uh, sacks <laughs> on the quarterback. Make plays behind the line of scrimmage. Um, Forty-eight total touchdowns scored for Wilson, and I believe Cam Jones has accounted for more than half of them. Wow! I believe uh, we can. We'll find out shortly as we scroll through this. Um, Thirty-three of thirty-eight on extra points. Four of seven on field goals. Um, but no one saw any of the games. <laughs> and I I always wondered if there, there was any way of taking attendance at those games. It's got to be really, really tough to do. Um, but yeah, so Cam Jones is at 900. So I was actually off 965 rushing. So he only needs 35. I had it flipped around. I thought he was at 935. He's at 965. So he only needs 35 rushing yards to go over 1,000. He has 19 rushing touchdowns in 10 games, so nearly two rushing touchdowns per game. We just saw him have his longest rushing touchdown, 54 yards, and he's averaging nearly 100 yards a game despite not really (laughs) assuming that role from the start of the season and also a few games just getting a handful of carries because they didn't need, uh, need him to do so for too long in a few of those games. 
he also had five touchdowns on punt return. So right there we're at 24. So that's the break even right. point. And we know that he had a receiving touchdown. All right. So yes, uh, I believe Cam Jones is at 25 touchdowns. Uh, so 23 by everyone else on the team. So uh, Cam Jones, clearly Wilson's MVP. I know it's a little different counting, but he also has a passing touchdown. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah. So that one, I guess he didn't score that touchdown, but he contributed to, to it. Right. So he has 25 of his own and one more he had a hand in uh, right there. And, and honestly, he had an indirect hand in the punt return touchdowns uh, or big plays on the punt returns when they kicked away from him, right. and Eddie made them pay, or right. Mackay on the kick right. kickoff return. Everyone's like, well, don't kick it to Cam, and these other guys are like, well, guess okay. what? <laughs> guess what? <laughs> All right, so um, Eddie was a leading receiver, 23 catches, 422 yards, three touchdowns from him. Obviously, Tommy was the leading passer, uh, 64 of 118, 842 yards, and nine touchdowns for Tommy Hunsaker. Uh, he also was the second leading rusher with, uh, 451 yards and two rushing, rushing touchdowns for the junior play caller. Uh, Nate Capitano led the way with interceptions. He had three, that's, I believe those were in the for, first three weeks for of the season. Tommy too. though, because in high school sacks count against your, your rushes. Now we saw he didn't get sacked. Very right. Often. He didn't have a lot of sacks. Against. But like, you know, that's from a quarterback who plays from the shotgun a lot, you know, like if you do get sacked at all, like, you know, that's going to count against right. your rushing there. So to still be just under five yards, a, a carry is, is impressive. So if I would have scrolled down lower, it would have been done for us by Phil and Joe, uh, <laughs> 25 <laughs> touchdowns for Cam Joe's 156 points. We'd like to make things difficult. Uh, right. right. Exactly. <laughs> totally. Um, yeah, so Tommy and Cam are the guys on offense. And let's see if I get find my defensive. There's all-purpose yardage, and Cam has 1,600, over 1,600 all-purpose yards, followed by Eddie and Tommy. And here we go, defense. So through the entire regular season, uh, our top two guys both played in all 10 games. Uh, Nick Rakona finished on top with most tackles, 39.5 total. He had the looks like second by half uh, tackles for loss. Nick had nine and Nick Weitzel had nine and a half. Um, Nick Weitzel also led in sacks with three and a half. Isaiah Cassius was next with two and a half. I mentioned Nate Capitano had three interceptions. Uh, Eddie had one and uh, Ethan Addison had one. Defensive pass breaks up, leading the way. Uh, Rafael Fernandez with eight. Cam Jones had five, which is also fantastic because we talked about already how little people threw his way, he still managed to have the second most pass breakups on the team behind a fellow cornerback, Rafael Fernandez. Uh, a couple of fumble recoveries. We know the biggest one was Eddie Case's back at Penn Manor that he took back for a touchdown. Um, yeah, Ryan McMillan led the way with two forced fumbles during the regular season. So overall, really strong numbers. And uh Yeah. Yeah, that about that about covers it. Yeah, it's been a, been a wild ride, you know. These uh, ten weeks, um, you know, and it's it's been good. And now you've got a chance to go out and uh, try and battle for for one of those goals that you guys set before this before the season. Yeah, um, you know, and you know, you've got your chance to play for a district championship ahead of you. You've got to win some games to get there, um, and. And if you want to, oh gosh, uh, we'll come back to that in a second. I was but say, like, commenting about yeah, it. because that needs to be brought up. Um, but when when we look at this, it's one of those where, um, you know, there's a lot in front of you, but you're you're going to have to beat good teams now. And and that was one of the things we took away from Friday night is we we beat a good team yeah. um, at that team's own place which guess what we're probably gonna have to do on the coming uh, from behind uh, now i know it right. was just a touchdown early right but still you had to you mm. you took a punch to the face or to the gut quickly mm. how do you respond and the yep. team responded which is great to see so yeah i mean they're gonna have to go and beat harrisburg if they want the season to continue and then after that you're looking at playing central york or york william penn in, yep. in the next round so 
Um, high scoring offenses, very good teams. And we talk in the past, you know, when Wilson gets upset or beat and loses the year before they want, there's a revenge factor. Um, should you get past Harrisburg, which would be one of Wilson's revenge factors, you are going to play either central York or York William Penn, who you ended their seasons last year. Right. So they're going to be the ones saying not again, not two years in a row. Yep. So it'll be interesting, but um, that pretty much wraps it up. <laughs> Do you want to just quickly, if you follow Pennsylvania high school football, you know the um, dominance of a team like Aliquippa. Uh, yeah. Steve O'Neill, the Y missing offensive line coach, chiming in to say if Pennsylvania uses that <laughs> Illinois bracket, Aliquippa would be in the single A <laughs> bracket. That wouldn't be pretty for anyone. And <laughs> no. Aliquippa in, in, the, in that no. lowest classification that would, uh, uh, come playoff time. That would be that would be rough. That would be rough for a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. But interesting concept. <laughs> yes, and, it would. And uh, PA Football History said he's going to do, I think, a handful of these. That would be cool. Uh, someone also asked him to simulate different seasons. I was like, you might as well just suck it up and do every season because that's what's going to happen. Because I want to know how things would have looked maybe I liked, you know, in 1999. I like of, I'm just going to preemptively put it out there. Why do you hate my school? <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, because no one, no one is ever happy with any of these right. things, even though they're hypothetical right. and, uh, and and very very um, subjective with trying to utilize, utilize right. objective statistics, which we know computers don't win football games. What? So yeah, I know. Surprise surprises me too. But, but when when the computers fail, we can always fall back on the transitive right. property. I mean, just look at the. <laughs> Just look at the power ratings, how much they know about football. Right, exactly. <laughs> so, all right. Well, I think that's it for us this week. We will be back in one week's time to preview the entire District 36A playoff field, especially Wilson's game against Harrisburg. So if Justin's got nothing else for us. Um, just real quick, congratulations to Wilson Boys Water Polo. Uh, won, yes. Uh, won a state title yesterday. Yes, so that was congratulations. Awesome win for them. To the boys, and I know uh, field hockey is still playing. They yeah, have a they, game they, Wednesday. I don't know when the next game is. They had Wednesday would make sense because I feel like this was a quarterfinal. And so this would be is this and, the semi? And then? I feel it would be a semi. And the championship Saturday that would make sense. Yes, uh, and also girls volleyball still very yes. much alive. Actually, yep. they just technically seed wise upset I think Elizabethtown. Awesome. Um, the three seed. So Wilson girls are the six seed, and their season will continue. It might actually be tomorrow. Hey, I don't going. know off the top of my head, but uh, check WilsonSDAthletics.org for uh, the schedules for uh, girls uh, for the field hockey team and girls volleyball. Still very much alive for this uh, fall sports season. And um, guess what? Two weeks from Friday, winter sports kick off November 18th. So right around the corner um, as we have people asking for um, – Bulldog Hour basketball yes. edition. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. So, well, hopefully, <laughs> no we have promises. To, hopefully, we have to delay that for a while yet. But yes, uh, right. Yeah, but we'll, we'll see what we can do. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. see we'll see what do. happens. It's not going to be weekly. I can guarantee you that. <laughs> not no way. Not after the way uh, August through November goes. So, but thank you again, everyone, for tuning in for supporting the show, and uh, we'll see you back here in one week. So, until next time, for Justin Raffoff, I'm Joe Mays. Remember, go, go Bulldogs. Bulldogs. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Bulldog Hour. Want more Wilson football? Follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud. Or visit www.bulldoghour.com. The Bulldog Hour is a feature program on jmnjrradio.com.